City who? Ha Senda la la Oh, this is so, you are they're so not the lyrics. They are is it so not the lyrics. I'm not sure. That is racist. It's just moronic. It's not even the lyrics. Oh, you do the. I don't, I've never even like. I haven't seen it for years. What what other lyrics? Are, what is it? Go on then. It goes. Ah, uh, Lion King. It's about to start. <laughs> it's about to start. <laughs> it's a movie and a cartoon and also a musical. A musical. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Matt, how have you been? I've been... Oh, good question. <laughs> Episode 57, In the Trout, coming at you live from Wimbledon. Yeah, but, but, by but, live, but, I mean but. a week after we record this. <laughs> Maybe two weeks. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on <laughs> when we put it out. Woo. Our work schedule's dark. Quite hard to work around. <laughs> bruh, 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 bruh. Episode 57, Matt, how you why feeling? Do you, why do you start a podcast with a guy who lives half the country away? <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, episode 57, want to know some fun facts about 57? Not yet. Because that's the thing that we do now. <laughs> that's that's like, no, no. That's the thing no. that I do now. No, I, I think we should. Last week we discussed that 56 <laughs> was the uh, phone code when you do plus 56 is uh, chilly. Uh, Matt, where's plus 57? Hold on, let's just pause one second. I didn't agree to this. Uh, you started doing this section without my consent. Uh, I wanted to do the whole of the Lion King, but you've uh, you've just pushed on to 57. And he didn't you, that even wait for me to say how I am. How are you? Fine, go on. <laughs> What number is plus 57? If you were to type in plus 57 and then a random nine digits, what, what country would, what it, country be? would it be? Um, Uganda. Close. Colombia. Oh, is that, how is that close? Not at all. <laughs> um, Questionable. Uh, well, okay, happening? Not- so, what other... You can, right. Because you're going to be here for at least another five minutes. So why don't you give me t- three facts about 57 and that is it? Well, I've given you one. There's one. Well, I thought you had loads more. No, but you had a gun, so... Fine. You know what? You know, Dan... All right, let's, let's start 1957. Again. I don't know, hold on. Why don't you give me 57 facts about 57? 50, I can't do 57 facts about that. Well, well, why bother doing this podcast? Well, I suppose then? I could do, but like, I could be like a real... I could be like, 1 plus 56 is 57. Let's not facts. do that. <laughs> let's just pretend you've done that. In 19, you, got, uh, you got to 55. You got two more. All right, in 1957, yeah. Volvo... Invented the three-point seatbelt. I thought you were going to say and it was so revolutionary in terms of its safety that they gave it to other car manufacturers for free. Aww. They gave the patent away for free because they knew it would save lives. Good job, Volvo. Good job. Um, what else happened in 1957? Hold on, hold on. Let's just. Uh, I thought you were going to say that Volvo invented the car or the wheel. Not good enough to go back to. Okay, carry on. As I was saying, uh, the Soviet Union in 1957 uh, released Sputnik into the atmosphere. Sputnik, of course, a famous space ship rocket thing. Who was the first dog to go into space? I can never remember the name. Laika? Laika, that was it, yeah. Yeah, died. (laughs) Last one. Couldn't get him back. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, there's some facts for you. I'll let you carry on now. Yeah, Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Is that going to be... Is that... 
Is that from now on? In 1957, <laughs> uh, President Truman went to Disneyland and famously refused to go on the Dumbo ride because he said he didn't want to be... He was a Democrat and he didn't want to be riding in something that was seen as the emblem of the Republicans. Genuinely. Fun fact. Because we discussed two, uh, two weeks ago that 1955 Disneyland opened, so that's actually quite... Nineteen yeah, nineteen fifty-nine. Open nineteen fifty-seven. President Truman went, and he didn't get in the Dumbo ride because it looked like it was obviously an elephant, and that is, of course, the logo of the Republicans. Well, take it away for the next forty minutes, Matt. <laughs> so I've done my work. You carry on, Matt. Um, okay. Well, how have you been? Yeah, I've been okay. It's been a quite a tempestuous time for Little Man House, uh, but nothing, nothing serious. Just kind of. Dumb stuff, I guess. But um, I've recently been at Leicester Comedy Festival. Good job. Where's what? that? <laughs> Held. Nothing. Hello, <laughs> oh, my friends. Um, yes, uh, our, our big fan base, sir. No. no one from this came. No one from this game. <laughs> How many people do you know in Leicester? I know like quite a few, actually. I know at least two. Is that a lot? Well, for your friends, yeah. Mm. You have like, I know five people. <laughs> one is mother. The other is... My secret brother, Darius. Do you have a secret brother called Darius? Yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, with... Um, yeah, last time was good. Um, but it, I enjoyed it. But uh, I did f- three shows there. Wow. <laughs> That's one more than two. Want to know facts about the number three? <laughs> Actually, can you do all the shows retrospectively, if that's okay? <laughs> so tell me something about number one. <laughs> Thanks Since you were so insistent on doing this, I know, no, let's, no. let's fuck off the Leicester Comedy Festival anecdote. No, 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 well, let's do every single number, okay? Because this is why people tune in for this. Not not for the myth, not for us, our, our dynamic, for facts about numbers. That should be another podcast. Go on. <laughs> How was the Leicester Comedy Festival? No, 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 I insist. The first five. Can, well, a fact about uh, number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five. Even if you Google it right now, I, I'm insistent. Fact number one. Yeah. About number uh, one. About the f- number one. Uh, the number one was invented, like the symbol, the like the one, Yeah. was invented by the Romans. Was it? I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so these aren't even facts anymore? Just no, guess. of course I am. Are you, you made me do this. Okay, it, was, it all have to be kind of different, so number two. Okay. <laughs> Fact about number two. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh, you are... Twice as likely to commit suicide than you are to die as an uh, act of violence. Are you saying that to me specifically? Specifically, or? yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I have a bit in my uh, new comedy show, which I performed at Leicester Comedy Festival. I, uh, I do a bit, uh, which you've actually seen, it's like, uh, a bit like saying how I'm doing, like, I'm not depressed or anything, but I have picked out a song which I would kill myself to, you know. And it's a good song, isn't it? Yeah. Slightly too dark for this podcast. Yeah. Isn't it? Wow, that was yeah. a dark turn, didn't it? Hey guys, come and see my new show. Here comes your man at Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh wait, you didn't turn up. I'll bring you two friends. Yeah, would have been helpful. So here's drop. Let's drop this the facts thing because obviously I don't know them because obviously I have to look up the facts before I do the podcast initially. So it looks like I know the facts, but it's actually <laughs> so I remember them from ten minutes ago when I read them. This happens in the myth as well because I'll ask you something about the myth which you have no idea about, and then because I. I in excitement, I told you something about it, and then you say, "Yeah, it's something like this." It's like you just ruined the surprise, then. Mm-hmm. But to go back to the comedy festival. What did you do? How was it? Uh, to us, it's not a lot. To us, I think I've made. So in a high key. Uh, well, you can't. Uh, high key was my idea. Uh, uh, okay, 
I'll just tell you normally. Uh, basically, it did three shows. Uh, one of them was the vegan show. One of them was my new show, which went down pretty nicely. Although, um, I had some... Uh, let's say I had some dating issues recently. Uh, and uh, I got... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the issue is, she's dating. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but they... Um, the, the thing is, uh, things hadn't gone to plan, and I was a little bit upset. And uh, at the end of the show, my show, uh, Here Comes Your Man, it's all about love and romance and stuff like that. And at the end of the show, because it hasn't, my life hasn't finished, it hasn't got to. Thank God. <laughs> Suicide song. Yeah, shows. I was going to say, I haven't had the song yet. <laughs> um, uh, but the, uh, so instead of, in lieu of like, life, stuff in my life happening and talking about on stage, uh, there's no end yet so therefore I have to I had to make an ending for Leicester Comedy Festival and th- what I did is I wrote uh, a letter to my future wife which is supposed to be like a callback kind of mechanism just like I say I have actually seen this show and uh, yeah, and and I do remember this bit yes yeah uh, however I rewrote it with lots of different callbacks in oh thank uh, god <laughs> but uh, I'll be honest I got a little bit emotional on stage because <laughs> I was like because I was really giving a lot of sentiment and being like oh, I can't wait to see you I can't wait to be in your eyes and there's lots of callbacks uh, but tell you what Lester here's a fact about Lester then they don't like the sentiment <laughs> oh no they wanted jokes of, yeah. they did not get it they yeah. got a sad man <laughs> Imagine but, that people they pay for the gig a whole eight pounds. <laughs> you paid eight pounds to go to a comedy show and a guy just cries. Hey, I didn't cry. A letter he's written his imaginary future wife. And I didn't cry. I got a little like some tears in the eyes, definitely. Yeah. But it, it was quite an odd experience because I thought it'd be really tumultuous and really grand ending. But everyone's like, just just, just saw a man got sad for like five minutes. <laughs> It was good. To be honest, I think it's funny in retrospect, but like at the time, they my friends came along and was like, "Hey, Matt, that was interesting," which is never a good sign, yeah, is it? That's never, never a good sign. Yeah. But um, in all honesty, like, it, like the rest of the show was really quite good. Um, although I did have to do a story about a sexual endeavour, and it was a hard sell at two o'clock in the afternoon because they were like, well, "We've just had our dinner. This is sick." Yeah, but uh, yeah, good times, eh, hey, Dan? Anyway. Um, Anything else you want to ask me about Leicester Comedy Festival? Oh, I got naked on stage. Again. I didn't even need to ask you that because... <laughs> Not fully naked. It happens every single I, one of your gigs. I didn't get fully naked. I just wore a PVC later hose. Oh, a PVC. <laughs> I got like a, a PVC later hose. Oh, God. I didn't want to even think about that. Uh, yeah. F- nits are out. Uh, yeah. uh, did, did, have you ever seen a picture of me in my PVC later? No. Do you want to? Yes. Do, no, let me repeat. Do you want to? Because <laughs> no, but I thought like I kind of do at the same okay. time. I'll be talking whilst you find it. Uh, I'll tell them about a dream I had. Uh, uh, no, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> um, it might be on my Facebook. Open up Facebook, Dan. Are we both just sitting here googling you to find you in a PVC loader hose. Have I never told you this story? No. Before? It's uh, I did a show called Cabaret Macbeth. Uh, when I was uh, 17 years old for my drama teacher called uh, Mrs Moss and she did it's a very weird play uh, oh here we go are you ready okay we're back from the edit break and we've we didn't take ages to find this but we found it okay so there as I mentioned uh, so I did a show called Cabernet at Beth when I was 17 years old for, um, for my drama teacher called Mrs Moss and it was basically a 1930s cabaret version of Macbeth, uh, lots of sex jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. I played a, uh, <laughs> I played a German rent boy called uh, Gunther, and my partner was called Helmut. Okay. Helmut, Helmut. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had to wear this outfit. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you can see me there, but... Uh, oh, I have seen this before. Yeah, yes, yeah. I have seen this. Yeah. Your PVC lederhosen. And I had to wear wow. that at Leicester Comedy Festival for the GCSC Revisited show. And that was also an ending that didn't get much last either. <laughs> Quite, wow. Didn't, didn't smash Leicester Comedy Festival. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good preview. I learned a lot. For example, never do that again. Yeah, so, yeah. that was good. Well, at least you've all learned something. I've got a PVC Lederhosen, that's what yeah. I've learned. Oh, uh, Matt looks PVC Lederhosen. Are we doing, are we doing, are we ranking my outfit? Life no. skills? Never again. <laughs> Morals. Take, do Immoral. not look at this if you are <laughs> under the age of 18. Creativity. Yeah. Pretty creativity, yeah. And what the fuck, right. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 40 out of 40. Woo. All right. Matt, should we go and, uh, part yeah. six of the Odyssey. Part then? six of the Odyssey. Let's, Let's let's rock it. Mm. Yeah, that fa- yeah, we say that phrase all the time, don't we? Every week. <laughs> that, that, that popular segue where we pretend to ride a motorcycle into the next <laughs> jungle. I bat on a hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Welcome to the Odyssey. Where we meet a man stranded at sea. Searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? Alright, boom! Uh, we're back in! Alright, uh, time for this myth. Now it's time for. Matt, quick recap what happened. Go. Uh, do, you wanna, do you want me to tell you earnestly or a fun little thing? Just see how quickly you can do it. Go. Oh, time myself. Okay, good idea. <clears throat> Five, four, three. Odyssey, uh, oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> One second, wow. <laughs> Alright, let me try again. Uh, five, four, Odyssey. A man called uh, Odysseus is uh, trying to get home after the Trojan War. Uh, he's crashed on many islands, he's stopped at the Phoenicians, he's telling them their story. We talked about uh, his si- um, uh, battle with the Cyclops, uh, battles with people uh, all over the place. Uh, uh, he meets Cersei, he turns his men into pigs, and then he also goes down to the underworld to seek uh, uh, pass- uh, directions of the future and also uh, stuff like that. Bye. Done. 23 seconds. War. Even by my standards, that was pretty poor. What? You can right, you can try and do better. Try and be 23 seconds to do it more detailed, okay? Okay. And go. Right, Odysseus is on his way out from the Trojan War. He gets stuck on an island. Oh my god, what's going to happen? Loads of things happen. Uh, he gets stuck. A woman turns him into pigs. He gets stuck on the lotus flowers and they make him eat stuff. Uh, meanwhile, by the way, his, his wife is at home on Ithaca and oh, yeah, they're yeah. looking for him and they don't know where he is. But we know what's happening because he's with Cyclopses. They're killing people. Giants are killing people. His men are all dying. He's going back to the underworld and that's where we are right now. What's going to happen to Odysseus? Let's find out. Go. Damn, it's 25 seconds. Fuck! Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Ah, fuck. And, you know, I think mine had a bit more charisma to it. And also, I had to try and remember what happened halfway through. Uh, so, yeah, so... Um, Bottom line is, he's just been to the underworld and told that he can't have his men go near some cows. Yes, that's really important. That's uh, all I remember. Uh, or else bad shit will happen. Bad stuff will happen. And, you know, like, well, imagine that happening. That's crazy. And there aren't that many of his men left. There's only one ship left. Yeah, one ship full. Uh... And uh, yeah, so and bear in mind, he's also in terms of the narrative, he's also telling this story at the party, uh, yes, at the yeah, creation yeah. palace. This is all a flashback. All a flashback. All right. Or as I say in France, a back a flash. Back a flash. 
Do they say that in France? Uh, they say, we. Oui. <laughs> you wanted to say something racist, didn't you? Right. Let's go. Daniel, would you like to start book 12, the final of the adventure books? Yes. Odysseus's men, having left the underworld, arrived once more on Circe's Isle. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Can you say that word but very Yorkshire? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. You know me. You know me. There, they immediately set about retrieving and burning El Pinor's body, the guy that they bumped, that fell off a roof and broke his neck. And they saw him in the underworld. And he said, hey, guys, did you sail off without burying me? And they were like, no. And he was like, guys, please go back and bury me. He was like, okay, fair enough. Um, as his spirit had requested, Circe met Odysseus and crew down by their ship and pulled Odysseus aside to advise him on the upcoming journey home. Circe, of course, the woman who turned everyone into pigs and then banged Odysseus. But she was also she's also helping him out massively she's as well. She she knows the area can help him navigate, and her advice here is really critical for what's about to happen as well. Without Circe here, Odysseus might not make it through. She warned him of the sirens whose singing lured men to their island where they would listen to the women's voices until they died. She instructed him to stop his men's ears with wax, but if he wanted to hear their voices himself, he could do so if his men tied him tightly to the maple mast pole. She warned him next of the dreaded crossing of Scylla and... Kishipidis! Charybdis. We've come across these guys in Jason and Argonauts just saying, guys. But this is like their origin story. But before we get to Scylla and Charybdis, let's talk about the sirens, because I think that... They know who the sirens are. We have them in Jason the Argonauts. The women that are like, we are singing beautiful songs. And then they're like, oh yeah, let's go over there and get some... Oh, they sound really oh, sexy. Oh, sound well, right, right, oh. sexy. Let's go oh. sail over there. Oh no, we're on the rocks. Oh no, we're dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> the rest of... Like, Odysseus' men are all Yorkshire now. He's left in the Yorkshire belt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh no, pal. Oh, the... Yeah. the gravy boat. The gravy boat. Oh. Also, like, Here's a little thing, though. When I when I moved down south to university, um, when we had like Sunday roast back when I was a meat eater, um, you used like you used to have they would have gravy, but not a lot of gravy, right? And I they, they were horrified at me one time because we would have like a Sunday dinner or what, or like a uh, Christmas dinner. And I was like, oh, would anyone like a spoon? I'm like, well, why do you need a spoon for a Sunday dinner? It's like, yeah, like a gravy spoon. You, know, you get to eat all the gravy up with afterwards as well. Is, <laughs> Is that is because in oh, no that's that's like, yeah, normal. No, you have a lot of gravy down south, but you don't drink, you don't spoon the gravy yeah. into your mouth like soup afterwards. Yeah, for sure. No, but that's that's exactly what you do. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole point in Yorkshire puns is to mop it all up, all the gravy. Gravy's the best part. My dad would always say, "Oh, gravy is the best part, best part." Of it. And he would get the the, the plate and then slurp it all up. I do do that sometimes, I have yeah. to admit, but yeah. <coughs> so you can't judge me. You can't judge me, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, so my friends were genuinely horrified and they called me Gravy Spoon for the rest of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> now they're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> Matt Gravy Spoon Hoss, that's my, my wrestler's name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's warning them to go tie himself to the mast if he wants to. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, if he, again, if he wants to just survive, put earwax in, but if he wants to listen to him. Uh, tie himself to the mass. Uh, so, and then he has to try and sail about Skull and Charybdis. So tell us about those two. Skull and Charybdis are the whirlpool yeah. and the serpent. So, uh, so basically, uh, 
to get where they need to go, uh, they have to go through this passage where there's the two sides to the uh, there's like two paths, and one to the left there's Charybdis, which is a massive whirlpool, and you can get past it only one past a point in the day. Usually you get sucked down and eaten by it, uh, but this like one time where it burps up during the day, you can kind of sail past it, but that's very risky. Or you can go through Skilla, and she's like a six-headed monster, and uh, basically. Uh, it's quite very much impenetrable skin. It's very hard to kill. You have to choose between which way you go. Which one would you pick? Probably the. I think a monster I could could handle more than a whirlpool. Whirlpool's a bit more like predictable. It's going to suck you up, and there's nothing you can do about it. And at least an animal you can trick and attack. Okay. Yeah. Odysseus' ship would cross between two mighty crags where they were swept by a raging current. If they steered one way, they would be sucked into. Cryptus. is whirlpool. If they steered the other way, they would lose six men to the ravenous appetite of Scylla, whose six heads would reach down on long necks to snatch men from the ship. Odysseus asked if there was some way to battle Scylla, but Circe advised him to push onward rather than fight this immortal creature. Finally, Circe warned Odysseus to avoid the cattle on Helenus on oh. Therinacea. Oh. So it's Helios' cattle, the sun god, well, one sun god's uh... Just as Tiresias had previously warned him, if they slaughtered the sun god's cattle, Odysseus's companions would be destroyed. What I've just noticed is that Odysseus had to go to the underworld to see Tiresias to get the information. And then Cersei's told him... Like, yeah. you sent him there! Like, yeah, she didn't. She already knew it. I maybe, she really cheeky. Maybe she just, like, just wanted him out of the house a little bit. Like, oh, just go to the underworld for the love... Or maybe you should send it as a curse. Like, can you go to the underworld? Yeah. Go to the underworld, prick, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he did. It's like, oh, it's very little. Uh, Odysseus' men set out finally from Aea, pushing on by a strong wind sent from Circe. Oh, she can also <laughs> but do yeah, that what? Now, well, hold on. Like, is Circe like that? She, she can do all the powers. Yeah. Like... As they approached the Siren's Isle, Odysseus warned his men of the danger and stopped their ears with wax. He himself listened to their enchanted music while tied to the mast, and his men tied him even tighter when he begged to join the women who sang so sweetly and enticed him with the promise of infinite knowledge. Okay, um, so in the in the book, so he's t- tied to this mast, and he's doing everything in his power to get free because it's it's part of their uh, thing, but his, his men can't hear him. But in in the uh, in the poem, it says that. Uh, he tried to suggestively with his eyebrows suggest to let him free. He's just like, let me free, okay? Yes, yes, let me free. And that's like, he tries to like gesture with his eyebrows and yeah, just kind of like... Uh, Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to do some suggestions in my eyebrows now. Okay. Dan, what do you reckon I'm trying to say? Is <laughs> you're saying you would like to make love to me. But yes, but what else am I trying to say? <laughs> that's what I say off podcast anyway. Yeah. I'll try, try it once more. It's either that he's interested in something sexual, or he wants pizza. Pizza. He wants pizza. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like, similar. To, to, yeah, it's the same emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he quite easily gets past the sirens, but it's because he had the knowledge beforehand. Uh, after Odysseus's ship left the peril of the sirens behind, it approached the perilous sea crags inhabited by Scylla and Charybdis. Odysseus strengthened his men's resolve to travel through the dreaded pass and warned them to avoid Charybdis by any cost. However, he failed to inform them of Scylla, for he was afraid they would lose control of the ship in their fear. Despite Circe's warning, Odysseus donned his armour and weapons to stave off the coming doom. But when the ship 
passed under Skiller's lair, the sea beast snatched six men too quickly for Odysseus to act. They screamed helplessly to him as the ship continued its course for the treacherous pass. So he's there trying to fight it. And, and it's all happened too quickly. Yeah, and he wants to fight it as much as possible, even though he's told that he's been told not to do that because it's pretty, pretty much impossible. Just crack on and then you'll save the most lives. But he doesn't tell his men any of this, so they just get killed out of random. So as a leader, like to get the rest of the men out of there, uh, he's made that call. Uh, otherwise, they'll be going down to Charybdis and they'll all die together. So with this, mu- so six died, but it's the worst out of the bad ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, they make it past Skiller, and um, just again to talk more about Skiller. Skiller has a really big um, history in, in mythology as well. Like Polyphemus, there's lots to, to do with Skiller's character. Mm. She she wasn't always a sea beast. I think she was a princess once, and she was. Through metamorphosis, she has turned into a sea beast as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so, Skilla, uh, we might talk about Skilla in the future with other episodes, but she's really interesting, Skilla. Uh, however, Dan, do you... I might have said this before in the podcast, because we have mentioned Skilla before, but uh, do you know... Are you? Uh, do you know that Skilla is uh, is in a logo uh, of a Monday thing? Let me try and think. Yeah. What is Skiller, the modern day? In a lot of uh, a lot of modern businesses, uh, there's loads of classical references, like Nike, for example, yeah. and uh, uh, that's the only one I can think of right now. But like uh, Versace is a Hermes, the... uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but like, what I mean is that uh, so there's lots of classical uh, iterations throughout uh, our current lives. I don't know who has Skiller as the. Well, can I shock you, Dan? Yeah. The logo for Starbucks is Skiller. I thought the logo for Star Wars is like a princess. Well, it's kind of, but well, originally it's like it's it's made a bit more. But that's what you can see. It's got like tentacles and stuff like that. And originally it started out. If you look back in the early days, it's very clear. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a sea beast, and it's slowly throughout the years it gets more and more. Uh, I thought it was a mermaid cartoon. actually, the Starbucks one, because I've been to the very first Starbucks that ever opened on Pike Market in Seattle. Oh, really? I have, yeah. It had an incredible queue, so I didn't go in there. <laughs> it's all, but it's all got the same logos and stuff as when it was there, because it used to be a brown logo, not a green, and it used yeah. to be slightly different, yeah. Well, let me just show you, because this is what Skiller is shown through. But isn't that interesting? I always find that deeply fascinating, especially with Skiller as well. Mm. You can barely see it there, but like, uh, it's like it's this proper sea monster yeah. more and more. Yeah. But it's, it's those legs, so that's, that's Skiller. Huh. It's cool, right? It's cool, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember when I was in Seattle. The original yeah. logo is like brown, and there's like yeah. And I'm not quite sure what it's called, Starbucks. But Are you sure it's not just a mermaid? I always thought when I was yeah. there because I read about the history of Starbucks when I was there, and it just kept referring to it as a mermaid. No, because I'm in um, well, it says mermaid there, but uh, I was taught about it in my university classes, mm. so I'm pretty sure that okay. people with like professors' degrees, so they're probably right. Yeah, the siren. Well, there's classical iterations in it. Either way, it's a siren or something like that. Yeah. yeah. However, um, oh, I forgot to mention, Dan. I, I met my old uh, classics teacher last week as well, and I told her about the podcast, and she goes, that sounds interesting. And because she, she's a she's a uh, an expert on the, on the Aeneid, I said, oh, do you want to come and do the Aeneid? That's, uh, that's how we do it. And she goes, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> but she's actually showing students the podcast, so the other things you can do with classics yeah. in the degree, which is quite cool, isn't it? It's cool, yeah. So, you know, I'm actually pushing this podcast. What are you doing? Taking it to Flight Centre. <laughs> Lame. Actually, no, please... Love you, Noah. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please listen. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, that 
detour that may or may not have been factually correct. Yeah, that's a, that was a big gamble for me. Like, <laughs> so he's just passed Skiller yep. and with six men down. The head's bitten off. <laughs> oh no, my head! That's what they but saying. a worthy sacrifice. Was it though? Because we're going to find out. <clears throat> the ship sailed clear of the dangerous waters but came within sight of Thrinacia. This is uh, Helios' island. Odysseus begged his men to avoid the island, but Eurylochus, the man who had been in Circe's island, Eurylochus demanded that they be allowed to rest and eat on the shores of the island. Odysseus finally gave in, but demanded they swear not to touch Helios' cattle and sheep. Again, this is all about hospitality as well, like being as kind as possible. They need help, but be courteous. However, a terrible storm began that evening, and strong winds continued to blow for a month, detaining Odysseus and his men on the island. Odysseus and men ran out of food and resorted to hunting fish and birds. One day, Odysseus set off on a retreat to pray for the gods for aid. The gods answered by drifting off to sleep. While he was away, Eurylochus induced the men to stave off their starvation by killing the cattle for a fine feast. Oh no. By the time Odysseus awakened, the men had already sacrificed their cattle, much to their leader's anguish. This is quite shocking though, isn't it? But firstly, quite a lot of bad luck. They get stranded on his island for a month and uh, Odysseus falls asleep because of the gods and then his... his, uh, you know, uh, this men go against his back and start eating the cattle as well. Um, which is, yeah, it's all kind of, um, it seems quite, uh, it seems quite set up, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, what, what, but then again, what's, one thing that's always bugged me about this is that Odysseus goes for a retreat. What, what's he doing there, mate? What's he... Going to sleep or having a... <laughs> yeah, I thought he was having a... <laughs> as well. But, uh, or... Alternatively, tricking just it's like you guys don't eat any cattle. I'll be really annoyed. He just goes for his retreat and it has like a big map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Oh. Anyway, what happens next? Helios's daughters, who heard of the gods' flocks, informed their father of the outrage done to his creatures. Helios, in turn, demanded that Zeus punish the perpetrators. If the men were not punished, Helios would turn his ray away from the world and into Hades' realm. Zeus, fearing his threat, agreed to chastise the wrongdoers. So well, Zeus has charmed in after all this time. Yeah, he's. But bear in mind that. But where's Helios been for the last month? It's just been straight raining and storming. Um, like surely, if he had turned up on the island a little bit more, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Just saying. When the winds died down, Odysseus's ship left Thrinacia. After they were far out of sea, Zeus summoned a storm and blasted Odysseus's ship killing all of his companions. Odysseus himself drifted away on a makeshift raft comprising the ship's mast and keel. He floated all the way back to... S- oh, the... What's it called? I can't never pronounce his name because it's much easier. Where is this, sorry? He floated all the way back to... It's the whirlpool. Uh, Charybdis. Charybdis. It's not spelled like Charybdis. It's spelled really weird and it really confuses no, me. Charybdis. Yeah, but it's like the Y, the B, and the D are all next to each Charybdis. other. Charybdis. He floated all the way back to the Charybdis, where his raft was sucked into the whirlpool. Odysseus hung desperately to the overhanging branch of a fig tree on the crag adjacent to Charybdis. He held on for, <laughs> for hours until Charybdis regurgitated his raft. Odysseus released his hold on the branch and paddled his raft out of the deadly pass. He drifted for nine days until, on the tenth, he became stranded on Calypso's Isle. Calypso's. Calypso's. Sorry, I read Calypso, but I don't know what I just said. 
Dude. He drifted for nine days until, on the 10th, he became stranded on Calypso's island, Ogogia. It is here that Odysseus' tale of the Phoenicians comes to an end. So we're back to square one now. Yes, we know so where we left off. We are all caught up. and that's the, So this is the end. This is a significant point in the book, uh, in, in the poem, because uh, this is the end of the fantasy and adventure, all the adventure stories. It's all wrapped up. Here. Now we're going to see what happens basically in the present. Like How is he going to get home? Yeah, so we kind of get... To, so you've just had 12... Uh, half, pretty much at the halfway point here, and we've had a, a lot to do with uh, a lot of fantasy stuff, uh, but... Now we're going to see him getting home. The kind of crux of the story, if you know what I mean. We've seen all of his... The events. flashbacks are over. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see what goes on to begin with. But there's a lot of stuff that happens here. There's quite... Right, yeah. Um, firstly, loads of different myths, but we'll get into the ranking in a second. But, like, uh, uh, so his men kill these cows. Uh, they're punished and get murdered for it by the massive storm. Uh, and Odysseus makes himself out of a dangerous raft as well. Uh and even though he, he holds on for hours, and which I think is quite funny, just like, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and but so it's, I think it's a really nice story, though, isn't it? It is. It is a nice story. And but with all what comes with all nice stories is a review and a rank. Here we go. Okay. Go. Life skills. Oh, yeah. uh, Sorry, I've had very little sleep. So, what do we do in this section, Daniel? We rank them out of four. Life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF factor. Each one out of ten, giving a total score out of 40. What did last week's get? Uh, something silly like 12. <laughs> well, it was 12. It was 12. And what did the week before get? Something silly like 24. Which is half of 20. Double or twelve? Oh, numbers. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, yeah, let's start with life skills. Practical things we learn. Uh, we learn how to survive a whirlpool. Well, yeah, we did. We learned how to not listen to your leader when he says don't eat the cattle. Uh, yes, we learn how to fall asleep. Learn how to fall asleep. Learn how to make a good barbecue. Yeah, learn how to tie someone to a ship. And avoid the yeah. signs. Learn how to wiggle your eyebrows. Yeah. Like, podcast listeners, guess what I'm saying? Oh, you're saying five stars on iTunes. Other life skills as well. Um, I guess we learn sirens and we learn how to sing. Learn how to sing. Learn how to bury someone. Learn how to bury someone. Learn how to put armour on. Yes, like, learn how to be a good leader, I yeah, guess. Yeah, sacrifice your men for the greater good. Uh... Learn how to swim. Learn, learn how to. Uh, uh, hmm, I think six or seven. I could do a six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> we're really rattling through this as well. <laughs> yeah. Morals: How to be a good leader. That's a moral. How to not listen to your men. That's a moral. <laughs> how to not listen to your men. How but, to not listen to your leader. Well, like, let's let's just talk about some of these points because I think it's quite interesting. Like, who is at fault at this this juncture? Because like, the men, but are they though? Because like, Odysseus is, leaves them. For, yeah, it's not his fault. He can't babysit them all. They're all but, they're men. But but also they then they are they responsible for their own decisions? But also, they, aren't the gods at their fault for making it rain for a month? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, that's not. They like, still have the. If he had the power to not kill a cow, they can too. Yeah. There's specifically one dude, wasn't it, that persuaded them? Yeah, you were yeah. Lucas, yeah. 
Fair enough. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. This is the whole nausea naked bush thing again. I'm trying to get you to be thought provoking. You're like, no, here's the actual answer. It's like, no, essay questions. Come on, Dan. Oh, no, I don't care that much. Well, I do, but it's burning my heart. Anyway, um, morals. We had. Well, I suppose actually that's the last couple though. We did learn how to kill cows, but I said how to make a barbecue. Hmm. This guy's good at covered. Um, I guess learn how to make strategize in terms of do you go right or left in yeah. the passage. Uh, do you? What was his morals? The gods getting angry. That's morals. I guess hospitality, not eating yeah. other people's don't property. Eat, was, don't if you go for someone's for dinner, don't eat their cows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't think a lot more to be honest. I think it's it's a, it's quite an action packed one, but I don't think in terms of morals, not no. a lot happened. No. I'm gonna say four. I agree. Clickety click. So six four and creativity. Okay, big score right here. We've got loads of different myths, lots of iconic ones. We've got sirens. We've got uh, Skeleton and Charybdis, and uh, all the classical alterations yeah. as well. And on top of that, we have uh, Hyperion. So it's a mixture of uh, monsters, gods, and men. Uh, all the barbarity of all three. You got the worst of men, the worst of gods, and the worst of monsters. I think that's a really powerful uh, mm. trifecta, right? Uh, we've also got. Um, God politics, like Achilles saying, if you don't do that, I'll move to the underworld and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so I think it's a lot going on here, and I think this is one of my favourite little books, you know, because uh, in terms of adventure stuff, there's, uh, beat for beat doesn't drop a ball. Yeah. Bear in mind, the last episode of this is uh, just talked for an hour, if you know what I mean. This has a lot of action. And we also see like Cersei being very helpful instead of being evil, and two, two weeks ago... Um, yeah, I think it's a high scorer. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's very creative. Also, the idea that this was all just his flashback as well. Like, we haven't really... No, that's quite creative. And it's now ended. Yeah, yeah, in terms um, of the structure. As yeah. There's well. um, the daughter. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like an eight. I'm going to say nine. I, I think that it's pretty... In terms of like... There is a lot that happens, to be fair. Him clanging onto the tree. And he like ironically avoids the whirlpool and then just sends that back there anyway. Is it even the ten? Could we even entertain that thought? Because what's what was it missing? In terms for a one-off myth, I think it's got a pretty much a lot of different things here. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe slightly more characters. But again, we did. Well, they have people like Elpinor, Eurylochus, uh, and in all yeah, fairness, gods. It did have the gods in it. Yeah, Helios, Helios' daughters, and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of. Uh, there's a status and levels and stuff like that, and also um, we see uh, ha- uh, being responsible for your actions as well. I'm going to say 10. Go on then, put a 10 in. Yeah! I love a high scorer. Next. WTF. 10. No. Uh, what, tell us your thinking then. WTF. They dissipate him and ate the cows. Yes. Uh, he ended up going down the whirlpool anyway, even though he didn't want to, and he tried to avoid them. Uh, him still wanting to listen to the sirens, I think, is a bit weird. I'd have just accepted that. Yeah, like, this could be it's actually a bit selfish of him to be like, I'm going to listen. So, hey guys, I want to listen to this. I think it's also something moral, but I think this is, you're right there because, like, like this is another. I think from now on, this is more of a 
nicer and endearing character from the rest of the story. However, this is a really bad... He's supposed to be a good leader of men, but he's also doing it for his own ego here. He's like, all right, guys, you guys cover up your ears. But this, these guys are meant to be really good. I'm yeah. going to listen. Let me... Let, let me uh, yeah, it's kind of like... It's so... Klaus, if you know what I mean, he's going, trying to get the glory for himself, and it's not a good image for him as no. well. He's supposed to be a caring person, but this is, yeah, it's totally egocentric. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, good point. Um, we we have um, all the men dying, so he's just left all by himself. Dying, yeah, uh, yeah, again the cows. Uh, the fact that Zeus is threatened as well. Uh, he, yes, yeah. Helios is like. Alright, I'll either move down to the Underworld. It's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, I won't let you look at my daughters. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, is it that high? Because I don't think it's. Okay, seven. Do you reckon? Yeah, seven, yeah. yeah. Matt, you do the maths. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Six plus four plus ten plus seven is twenty-seven. Six. Plus four, plus ten, plus seven, twenty-seven. Let's log that in right now. Ready? Right, Matt. How do people get in touch with us? Uh, if you, if you, open up your hearts and think of us, we can always be there for you. Or you can email us. Yeah, yeah, either that. Yeah, this podcast at gmail.com. Social media is at Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and this podcast. <laughs> you you were at Facebook. Yeah, I did, but I recovered. Could you tell? <laughs> no. Seamless. And Dan, if I if I really wanted to give a positive review, uh, how much stars would I give and where? I would give them five stars on iTunes. iTunes. Or iTunes. Uh, uh, did you know that iTunes, the logo, is uh, originally from... Skiller. It is, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. And on top of that, if you uh, like what we do, tell a friend. Uh, or if you uh, wanted to give us a little uh, uh, thank you present, why don't you give us uh, go and look at our Kofi account or our Patreon account. So give us a one-off donation or give us a, a, a weekly donation. Links can be found below. Yes. Or above. Depends what you're looking at right now. <laughs> yeah, or, or which way you are. If you're in the southern hemisphere, oh, oh, that's yeah. how podcasts work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so do uh, also, it'd be great to have your support. Uh, it helps us go uh, do all these episodes for free. Uh, also, if you are worth a week of get in touch with sponsorship deals. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, uh, Daniel, any parting words you want to go on? Um, no. Dan, I think. Hey, just off the top of my head, why don't we go and get some Starbucks coffee? Yeah, let's do that because it's definitely a mermaid logo and I think he definitely made up the Skiller thing. No, because that's genuinely true and it's, uh, it's my classic three. It's like, it's like you're saying my classic three has no word. Bye, everyone! Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, Miss, Miss. I mean dogs. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's funny because bitch also means female dog. <laughs> <laughs>